Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's row is going to be like eating a bowl of steamed spinach and then having a five alarm chili at the end of it. Because what we're going to do is 30 minutes at 18 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 20 pace and then we're going to rest two minutes and do one minute at absolute max. Everything must go into the machine for that one minute, okay? And for that one minute, I want you to try and find something to cover your screen with. I'll explain why after we've got through the 30 minute row. So you get the 30 minutes working on technique, focusing on your stroke, etc., and then building up that core foundation fitness, and then one minute of max power where you really get that sensation of putting everything into the machine. Okay? Right, so let's start off with a four minute warm up. Now, as always, we start by setting up our machine. So go to Drag Factor first and set that where you want it to be. If you don't know anything about Drag Factor, then please do check out the video on my YouTube channel. Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set the foot strap so that they cover the bottom lace in your shoe, the horizontal one, or they just let you uh, bend comfortably at the front of the machine so that you can get your shins to that nice vertical position. Anyway, let's talk about more of that stuff when we get into the main row. So our four minute warm up is gonna be around about 18 strokes a minute. I'll walk you through it or talk you through it because obviously we're on a rowing machine. It'd be pretty hard to walk, wouldn't it? So let's start in three, two, one, go. <clears throat> right, so remember this is a warm up, not a hit the ground running up. So don't worry too much about your pace right now. For this first minute, we just want to Get the heart rate up a little bit. Kind of ease off your muscles, ease off your ligaments and all that kind of stuff so that you can fluidly move through your rowing stroke. Remember, it's all about the nice flow from each phase of the stroke, from the drive to the finish. To the recovery so you want to make sure that you're warm and loose I mean that's gonna happen through the course of the 30 minute section of today's workout anyway could almost just jump straight into that row without the warm-up but the drills that we do in this warm-up for the last two minutes are really important so I don't like skipping the warm-up even if it's not particularly needed now if you've not done them before the drills don't worry about it they're really simple and they'll help you focus on stages of your rowing stroke so what we're gonna do is in four strokes time, we'll take both feet out of the straps and put one of them on the floor. So right, one more stroke. Both feet out, one on the floor, and then continue rowing 
just driving off from that one leg that's still on the foot plate. Get a nice solid push of your leg. Helps you with positioning. You can't quite get into that vertical shin flexibility point. This might help you get there. Okay, let's swap feet. See, the reason I say take both feet out is because it then means you can swap your feet really quickly. Now the next drills you can either do with your feet out or back in the straps. If you're feeling a little bit unsecured, put your feet into the straps for this next one. Okay, last stroke, so both feet in the straps, legs straight, and just row with your back and arms. So I mean about if you didn't feel secure, you might go flying off the back of the machine right here. So just swing over your hips, back and forwards, back and forwards, and remember to pull in your arms as well. Generating power from that back swing. One more. And then let's roll to the front, straight arms, and just push out from the front. Be careful if you're not strapped in here, because this is the one that's more likely to make you fall off. <laughs> so you have to be careful not to push too far back. But this one's all about hitting that connection point with the flywheel at the front. So you don't really need to push too hard or too far. Can we get two more? Yeah, we can. Last one. Alrighty. So that's the warm up done. Um, keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink. I'll take off my hoodie and then I'll just quickly go over what it is we're doing one more time today and we'll get started. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so I'm in the orange t-shirt today, it's the don't snap the carrot one. It's like I say, the 30 minutes that we're going to start off today is going to be a bit more of a focus on technique and making sure that our back is swinging right and we don't snap the carrot. That's going to be done at 18 strokes per minute and at 2k plus 20 pace. Don't worry if you don't know anything about the 2k training pace yet. Basically, you're just looking at around about 5 or 6 out of 10 effort level, bearing in mind the 1 out of 10 is you sitting on the couch watching television. Okay, so you still need to put in some work, but it's not going to leave you massively breathless. You should still be able to talk uh, while you're working out. Obviously, you're going to be giving time for somebody to talk back to you. I won't because I never shut up during these rows, <laughs> but I like to keep you company. I like to be your little rowing companion um, while we're rowing along together. Anyway, so we're going do that 30 minutes then we're going to rest for two minutes and then we're going to do one minute at absolute max okay really everything has to go into the machine i cannot emphasize that enough that that one minute is about really putting everything in there so just see how far you can go right so 30 minutes at 2k plus 20 pace or that kind of five or six out of ten effort level um and at 18 strokes a minute follow me for stroke rate um if you are watching the video and you can see me rowing. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you should be able to just hear the flywheel. Uh, but you should have an indication on your monitor telling you your stroke rate anyway. So, might as well get into this. I'll just talk to you about more of this stuff when we're actually rowing. So, here we go in three, two, one, let's go. Right, so. 
if you are looking at the counter and you want to be a time geek about this you're basically taking one stroke every 3.33333 seconds so I tend to row at the zero so 40 and then just as it hits the seven I'll take a stroke and then as it's a little bit into the three to get what I mean I'll take a stroke do that a few times and you eventually just work on the rhythm and all you have to do is make sure and hit the zeros so like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 but it's the thing about the 18 and 20 strokes a minute is it's about rhythm in order to be able to row at these low stroke rates you need to start to develop a rhythm and a flow as you go through the stroke especially if you're not used to rowing at such a low stroke rate what you want to avoid not wanting to start in a negative but might as well you want to avoid pausing in order to keep the stroke at a low number so you might see some people who they get to the back of the stroke and then they'll pause and then they'll race forwards pause race forwards pause race forwards don't do that okay it's not I mean there's nothing particularly wrong wrong about it apart from the fact you're wasting energy by not going to race back up the rail because of the pause but there's an element of recycled energy that you use in the rowing stroke that you also lose if you incorporate that pause so that's most obvious at the back of the stroke where you finish with the handle and then you want to instantly push it away from you again in a nice flowing rhythm so the pace you brought it in at you push it back out at so you don't go like really quick that's not right in out in out and that kind of mirrored pace of the in and the out is the same no matter what stroke rate you're doing so if I'm down here at 18 I'll go in out so in out but when the stroke rate goes up which you'll see at the end of today's row the same thing happens where the speed that I pull into my chest at I'll then release that it's all a rhythm it's all about flowing from the drive to the rock over your hips 
to then the pull of the handle to the finish. And let's use that word. Let's not shy away from the fact that you need to pull. Okay, I'm gonna make one of my little standalone videos about this, about the myth and the danger of the push don't pull rowing cue. And it's one that, I mean, listen, I liked that phrase so much. I used to name this YouTube channel, push don't pull. I really bought into the concept and the guy that came up with it. But around about the same time, the guy that came up with it asked me to stop <laughs> using it, which is fair enough. It also dawned on me that there's something wrong about saying don't pull because you basically don't pull. So, that mini rant will have made sense to some of you, but not all of you. You're like, what's he on about push don't pull? In order to understand what I'm ranting about, we need to look at the stages and phases of the stroke, okay? And then we can kind of go a little bit deeper into body mechanics and things, but let's just go through each phase of the stroke first. So the front of the machine, right before you start the stroke here, is known as the catch. Basically because you're about to catch the flywheel or if you're, apparently you can row in a boat. Never heard of that before, but yeah, apparently you can do this on the water. You don't have to be in a gym or a shed or your garage or whatever. You can, you can do this on the water, really? How does this float? Hopefully you know I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Whatever replies I'm gonna get saying, um, I don't think you know what you're on about, sir. It all came from rowing in the water. Anyway, so the catch is where you catch the flywheel or the blade of the oar catches the water. And that's the point when you drive, okay? And the drive is the stroke itself. So you drive, and that's what gives all the power into the machine, or the boat. Wacky, he'll never take on. Then, right at the end of the, the drive, is the finish, okay? So you finish. Drive, finish. Simple enough. Then, 
you release the handle. Remember I said about that? You release it at the same pace you brought it in at. And that release starts off the recovery. So to really boil it down to just four points, you get the point where you push the machine away with your feet, with your legs, okay? So nice straight arms. And then rather than thinking about pulling the handle back, if you think about pushing the machine away from you while keeping those arms straight, that's how you get the perfect amount of power flowing into the machine. So you push the machine away. But then, that's not all when it comes to the drive. Because there's two more bits to come. So when you get into the catch position, the important, well, it's quite a few important body mechanics, but right now I want to talk about your back. Your back should be leaning in to like a one o'clock position. And you're not leaning in by kind of bending through your upper or lower back. What you're doing is rocking over your hips, okay? So you rock forwards so that your hips are tilted forwards, which is, from a posture point of view, perfect. So you're rocked forwards into that one o'clock lean. So, you'll notice that when I finish the stroke, my back isn't in that one o'clock lean anymore. I'm then in a 11 o'clock backwards lean. But equally, I've rocked over my hips into that 11 o'clock position. So, there needs to be a point within the rowing stroke where you transition from that forward rock to the backward rock. You staying with me? I know I'm kind of mixing up how I normally describe all this stuff, but I'm trying to make it interesting trying to make it a little bit more fresh so I'm not just saying the same thing in every row so number one key is as you do that push with the legs at the front remember that you hold that forward lean okay 
So hold it as you push the machine away. Then, when your legs are about halfway done on the leg drive, that is when you rock to some Van Halen. No, wait, not yet. You rock over your hips into that backward lean. So drive rock, drive rock. Okay, so there's a period where I'm still holding that forward lean through the leg drive. I'm not coming to the front and then rocking and then driving. No, no, no. Do not rock and drive. You want to drive and rock. <laughs> this is one of those times where I think, should I just start the video all over again? Because I've obviously... <laughs> I'm meandering my way through this one. So, drive, rock. But that takes care of your legs and your back. What about your arms? At some stage, we have to pull. Okay? Now, if you watch me rowing, pop quiz, when do I pull? Do I pull from the front? Do I pull from the middle? Or do I pull towards the end? Now, I'm hoping the answer to that is towards the end. Certainly not the front. Nice straight arms with that forward lean at the front. But then once I start that hip rock where my back swings into the 11 o'clock position, that is what starts the pull of the handle and the strong finish. And I mean pull at that stage, okay? It's like most people, I mean the numbers here will vary, but tend to say that the rowing stroke is 50% legs and then 30% back and then finally 20% arms but you still have to pull to a finish to get that 20% if you're just lacklusterly like a wet serving of blancmange as you'll have seen just then my pace went right down to 210 instead of the 25 that I'm holding for today's session. So, you do still need to pull at one point in the rowing stroke. So, really what I'm saying is that the push don't pull cue is correct, but only 
from here, right at the point of the drive, when you start the drive. That's when you just push with the legs. There's no pulling going on. But instead of saying, push don't pull from the front, what I prefer is, let's get this right. So push, rock, okay? Push, rock, pull. Yeah, and then one more. Push, rock, pull, recover. So those four words pretty much cover what you need to know about the stroke. Now, yeah, it kind of, it cheapens out the, the recover because there's more detail than just recover. But the really important part is to think about push, rock, pull, okay? With an emphasis on that pull at the end. Push, rock, pull. And it'll really help. From a sequencing point of view, from a power point of view. And I mean, if you really focus on it, for a session like this, on that, strong finish so really pull the handle in to sternum height send your elbows through your sides if you want to flare them flare them out to the side a little bit by all means do but i prefer elbows to go pretty much straight through and then squeeze your shoulder blades tight A nice, powerful finish. And if you do that, concentrate on it for a row like this, especially if your usual stroke is the wet blancmange soft finish, <laughs> then you'll find that you're by the end of it, your arms are going to be pumped because you've suddenly used them in the rowing stroke properly because you're finishing strong but remember just don't pull from the front nice straight arms don't bend your elbows too soon wait push rock pull push, rock, pull, okay? So then, it does leave recover as a little lonely child at the end. And that one word covers quite a lot. So we've already talked about getting the handle away at the same pace you brought it in at. But, that's the start of the recovery. So you get that handle away past your knees while rocking forwards over your hips again. And ideally, 
you want to have the handle past your knees and your body in that forward lean before you bend your knees to start the slide forwards to the front of the machine. And that way you don't have to do some weird kind of strange body lean in order to get into that forward lean. Now, the timing of that can vary and it might take a while for you to get it right. But the most important thing about the recovery is that your hands are past your knees before they pop up. Okay? You don't want to get into a position where you're going and lifting your handle over your knees because you're bent too early. Why? Because the posture difference between the handles over the knees and the rock forwards, nice, powerful, primed posture, hips tilted forwards, ready for the next stroke. Compare that to your knees popping up early, hips rolled backwards, nowhere near powerful. And if you actually take the stroke in that position, you're gonna lose lots of power and potentially injure your lower back because of the amount of forces you're just sending into your L2, your psoas muscle, basically everything that's gonna hurt in your lower back. So for the recovery, if you're not used to it, at least think hands away, past knees before they bend. And that will help, hopefully, be the kind of trigger that lets you work on a good posture for the rest of your stroke. And it is an important part, not only from an injury prevention point of view, but an eff that's the right word, efficiency of power. Let's say that. That if you have a primed posture at the front of the machine as you drive, then the power goes from your legs through your body, into your arms, into the handle, without really any interruption between your legs and your hands. Whereas if you've got slumped posture at the front, suddenly you're having to brace against it with your lower back, there's a good chance you'll have to break those elbows early in order to 
fight against the weight of the machine. And it's the same at the back. If you're in a nice, powerful, strong finish, then all you have to do is rock over your hips and you're in that perfect position again. Whereas, if you're all slumped, you've got to kind of straighten up and move forwards in this weird kind of reverse, kind of reverse film motion. Kind of like, there's a scene in The Phantom Menace. Remember that? When they're in Tatooine and they're all sitting around the table at Anakin's house. And there's one particular shot of, I think it's Anakin's close-up when he turns his head left or right, one way. But it's obvious they've taken him like turning to the left and then played it in reverse in order to make him turn to the right. Or the other way around, I can't remember. But if you look at that scene, you'll see it's like his head turns, goes, and then his eyes follow. <laughs> Whereas normally you kind of look and turn at the same time. You can tell it's the wrong way around because he turns his head and then he looks. Anyway, where did that come from? There's a digression for you. So, you want good posture, that's all I'm saying. And if you need a way to visualize how to be a primed, powerful posture, not slumped and all bent, this is where my carrot comes in. Remember at the beginning of this? So the t-shirt I'm wearing says, don't snap the carrot. And there's a picture down at the bottom of a carrot pointing upwards. So in order to visualize or think about that powerful posture, Imagine you had a carrot stuck up your bottom. I've been terribly polite there as I don't want any hilarity to ensue. So you've got a carrot stuck up your bum. So automatically you're going to be a little bit Oh, oh, Mrs. Oh, matron. Because <laughs> um, you've got a carrot up your bottom. So that kind of gives you that powerful, primed, your core is braced and you're kind of, you're not bolt upright like a wooden door. You're just primed. And then as you go through the drive and swing over your hips, and then the swing back again. Try not to snap the carrot. Okay? 
Now, just in case, hopefully I don't need to say this, but I will. Don't insert a carrot up your bum. Okay? Especially not when you're rowing. This is all about visualizing, okay? I want you to imagine how your body would respond. I don't want you to know how your body would respond. <laughs> Just thought of better. Put that out there. The internet's a dangerous place. You never know when one wrong word can lead to somebody sending a very irate email about a ruined casserole because the carrot was a bit off. <laughs> this is becoming one of those videos I should just keep on my own shelf and not put out there. But hopefully, I mean, my whole point of these videos is to try and entertain and motivate you to get to the end. And I obviously have a strange belief that I must be quite funny in order to keep on repeating these kind of stupid jokes. So hopefully you find them funny too. And it takes you to the end of the row, which is coming now. Right. So, we're going to do two minute cool down, not cool down, sorry, two minute rest, do a cool down afterwards. And what I want you to do now is breathe, okay? Hopefully you're not breathless too much after that row, but I want you to just take a deep breath, hold it for a couple of seconds, let it out, hold it for a couple of seconds, okay? And just calm yourself. Right, so I'm re-recording this bit because I just messed it up. Uh, I'll talk about it in the cool down, but hey, we're all in time jam. What I want you to do is find something within this two minutes to cover your monitor, all right? Whether it's, uh, I've got post-it notes uh, that uh, I use, or you can use a sock, or you can use something, or even you can kind of push the monitor away and just listen to me when I'm talking you through the row. When I say start, you start. When I say stop, you stop, okay? It's as simple as that. But I want to make sure that you cover everything apart from the time on the monitor so that you cannot see how fast you're rowing, okay? What I want you to do is just, you start rowing and then you continue, right? And you just continue rowing and rowing and it doesn't matter because if you look at the speed that you're rowing at, then there's a chance that if you see your speed slowing down, you're gonna go, oh, I've lost it now and you're gonna stop putting in all the power. No matter how fast you're going, I want you to be putting in maximum power from your legs and your arms. Even when you start to fatigue, I want you to just try and put everything into the machine, okay? And don't let the monitor fake you out. It's really important. So the only thing you should be able to see on your monitor is the time ticking down and your stroke rate, okay? And then that way, stroke rate-wise, you, you can maybe look at that and make sure that you're keeping your stroke rate up. But that's vitally important, all right? Now, I'm, at one point, I'm going to join back into when I actually recorded the, this the first time around. Hopefully, it'll make sense for the cut point. Good luck with the one minute. Okay, you ready for this? Let's go in three, two, one, go. Right, power, come on, power. 
Make sure to push through your legs. Oh, I'm losing seat. And pull. Strong. Come on. Keep it going. Halfway there. Keep your stroke rate. Fifteen. Ten. Done. Oh, one second. Certainly don't think I could have put much more into that. So, finished with an average of 130.3. Be interesting to look back at the metrics during that now to see if I did fade at any point. But anyway, so let's get into a two minute cooldown. Don't worry if you can't start at the same time as me. You know me, I'll talk for a while after I stop the cooldown anyway, so climb on when you're ready and then cool down when you can. But I'm going in three, two, one, go. Whoa. Cool down. We're continuing the 18s, but going a lot slower. So maybe around about 2K plus 30. Especially after that one minute. There's a chance your legs are feeling the burn now. And your breathing's probably going to be laboured. So let yourself cool down. Let your muscles wind to a stop in your heart rate. Just gradually ease. Oh. You know, the reason I keep on pausing is because I'm thinking I might do a, for the first time ever, a pickup record of that two minute rest to make sure it's really clear what to do with the post-it note. Because I kinda, I just garbled my way through it. So, if anything weird happened, then the reason for that is I've gone back and re-recorded it. <laughs> so I want it to be very clear. Right. Oh, well I'm pleased with that one minute test. I certainly didn't, hold back on it 
couldn't put any more into it. Hopefully it was the same for you. So two minutes done. Carry on cooling down if you need to. The one minute there, the important part of it is what I've discovered about my rowing anyway, is that I've started to shy away from putting everything into the machine. It's like the moment it starts to burn and hurt, especially in the 2K, I'll go, oh, hang on, I'm not enjoying this, and I'll ease off the pace a little bit. And this is why, this is what I seem to be suffering from when it comes to performance. Um, and so I was talking to, you know, I keep on bringing up that Paul Taylor podcast guy. Um, I actually had a, a proper coaching session with him, which was great. And what he suggested to me when, when I told him the, this problem about not putting in 100%, he's like, it's because you're not used to it. You're kind of, you're, it's become the boogeyman taking yourself to that point. So he said, start slow, or sorry, not start slow, start small, that's better, with like a one minute, cover the monitor so you're not worrying about the result, you just, it's the effort you're putting into it. And so that's the second time of doing that and it really does make a difference when you're not seeing the numbers on the machine and it's just about, I'm just going to keep on rowing. It makes a huge difference. So um, that's why we were doing that one today. Okay, that's why it was kind of important. And there'll be another one, I might tag that one minute onto a few sessions. Or you can do it yourself. Even if you've sat down and just done one of my standard 30 minutes at 20 or the four times 10 at 18 or whatever. If you want to just add in that, that five alarm chili in the end of a one minute test, then go for it, okay? I mean, um, you're, you're getting the benefits from the 30 minute row anyway. It's only one minute hard. As long as you're sensible about your recovery and things and you make sure you stretch and cool down, then that one minute is, could be really valuable in terms of teaching you how to put the power and, and, and that kind of the tenacity to continue through that point where it starts to, to kind of get a little bit tough. So anyway, so that's why we were doing that today. Um, Hopefully, uh, I'll have put it across in a, in a way that you understood. And like I say, I think I will go back and just quickly re-record. Um, I won't do it as voiceover, man. I'll just do re-record that. So anyway, that's it. So sorry for a bit of a muddled end, maybe, if you want to call it that. But hey, it's me. So between the rubbish I was talking about during the 30-minute row about... Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, let's not go back there, hey? Um, then this is going to be one of my more bizarre ones but hey listen I kind of figure this is my brand my brand is the fact that I'm not uh, I'm I, I'm not professing to be your um, coach coach that's telling you what to do and is kind of shouting at you and things I'm just suggest, suggesting these sessions and trying to motivate my motivate your way my way your way uh, one of us one of us is getting some motivation out of this surely hopefully you <laughs> I know I am so anyway right I'm gonna stop because yeah I've obviously, it's obviously, yeah, yesterday was my birthday and I think it's probably just taken its toll that little much. Maybe I need to go and have a little lie down. So anyway, you all stay safe. Thank you so much for watching. Do please click on the subscribe button, press the little bell next to it. If you click on that, you should get an email when I upload. That's really the only reason to do all that. Um, the Facebook group is a good one to join just so that then, because I'll post on the sessions there when I've done them and you can say hi and talk about uh, all the stuff and whatever. And they've got well over a thousand members on there now, which is amazing. Um, and of course, you can go to the shop and buy the t-shirts, the but you don't, the, the, I mean, I have the shop for the t-shirts just so I can make them for myself, but it just turns out some people buy them as well. So that's quite cool, but don't worry, I'm not gonna start pushing merch down you and say, hey, buy my t-shirt, because really, who wants, who wants a carrot pointing upwards? 
right? the kids will start asking questions if you, start, if you do that. So anyway, sorry, do stay safe, be well. I'll see you in the next video. Thank you so much for being part of Row Along. Have a great day, goodbye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.